Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're in Joshua chapter 24. We're looking at Joshua's final address to the assembly of the people of Israel. Last time we looked at uh, Joshua prophesying, speaking the words of the Lord, telling the people of Israel the history of Israel and what God had done for them from the time of Abraham all the way up into the time in which they lived. I'm going to start at verse 13 and read through verse 28. And I gave you, the Lord says, a land on which you had not labored and cities which you had not built And you have lived in them. You are eating of vineyards and olive groves, which you did not plant. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us through all the way in which we went and among all the peoples through whose midst we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites, who lived in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Then Joshua said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods... Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done good to you. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen for yourselves the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore put away the foreign gods which are in your midst And incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God, and we will obey his voice. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and made for them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be for a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. Thus it shall be for a witness against you, lest you deny your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to his inheritance. 
We're coming to the end of the book of Joshua, and we see Joshua's great commission to the people. He has told them about their history and how the Lord has sovereignly overseen all the events from the time of Abraham through their time of slavery in Egypt, through the wandering in the wilderness and into the conquest. And now they're on the verge of uh, an uncharted future, possessing their land of inheritance. Now they had the opportunity to live out the word of the Lord from day to day in their homes and in their uh, normal lives. So in verse 13, in concluding his overview of the history of Israel, Joshua says, in, in using the Lord's terminology and words here, the Lord says, And I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities which you had not built, and you have lived in them. The Lord provided for them in the land of Canaan, not only land to settle in and develop, but many of these areas had already been developed. They already had fully formed and fortified cities that were wonderful for the people of Israel to move into and occupy, all ready to go. In many of these areas, they didn't even have to work to build their own houses, the houses were already there. He says, uh, you have lived in them, you are eating of vineyards and olive groves, which you did not plant. The Lord was so gracious to the people of Israel in giving them not only cities and towns, but also vineyards and olive groves, things that had taken others years and years to cultivate and build up and watch them grow. And the Lord provides them as a possession, as the inheritance for the people of Israel. The Lord can do that again, as we've noted earlier in our study, because all the earth is the Lord's. It's all his possession. He has the right to distribute to anyone at any time, any portion of the land, because it all ultimately belongs to him. In verse 14, Joshua now is presenting to the people a choice that they need to make. Now, therefore, Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. You wonder at the end of the conquest and the distribution of the land, why was this necessary for Joshua to say? I think it was necessary because, again, Joshua knows the propensity of the human heart we are prone to wander away from the Lord, the one true God, and worship false images and idols. The societies that they had dispossessed, no doubt, would have uh, left rapidly and left many of their idols and idolatrous uh, articles of worship in these lands, in these territories. And there was a great sense of uh, the supernatural being involved in the daily lives of individuals. 
the people of Israel, although the Lord had worked to purge them of the mentality of the Egyptians and their polytheistic society, they are, remember, the people of Israel are just saturated by so many societies that worship so many other false gods all around them that very uh, quickly, and it is very easy for the influence of these false gods to come in. Maybe Joshua even sensed some of that taking place during the period of the conquest, or as the, the land distribution was being divvied out, and now he uh, commissions them to make the decision to serve the Lord and put away all other false gods. Verse 15 is very important. He says, If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. So he presents to all of the people a choice. And there are three options that he gives to them. He says, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, these were the gods of the Mesopotamians, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, these are the Canaanite deities. But he says to, at the close, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why? Joshua had seen power of the Lord, that the Lord is truly God, that there is no God besides the Lord. And the people in verse 16 answer and say to them, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us out and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us through all the way in which we went and among all the peoples through whose midst we passed. They're saying, we, we remember all the things the Lord had done for us, and he is our God. Verse 18, and the Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites who lived in the land. We also will serve the Lord. Notice their statement here. This is an affirmation of their monotheism. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Now, you would expect, perhaps, at this great affirmation by the entire congregation of Israel, that Joshua would be excited. That's great, you guys. Continue to live for the Lord. Well done. Way to go. But Joshua doesn't say that. In verse 19, Joshua looks at them and says, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. What is Joshua doing here? I think Joshua, again, is acting as prophet here predicting what would take place in the history of Israel in the future. I don't think he's trying to use some sort of reverse psychology to motivate them here. I think he's simply observing the way that human beings act and their propensity to sin. And because of 
the insight that's given to him through the Spirit of God, I think he can make the statement, you might say that, you want to serve the Lord, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it. Why? Well, ultimately, as believers in Jesus Christ, we know it's because no one of their own initiative can do the will of the Lord. No one can keep his law perfectly. Sin has so affected us that it has tainted everything, our intellect, our emotions, our will, our deep desires. And no one on their own accord can please the Lord and do what's pleasing to him. Joshua realized there was something else that needed to happen in order for people to be in a right relationship with God. And although he doesn't go on to say it here, as believers in Jesus Christ, we know the next step would be a thousand years later, over a thousand years later, the sending of the Son of God into the world to deliver people from their sin and bring them up out of slavery uh, to their sin. He says in verse 20, If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and do harm and consume you after he has done good to you. So he's warning the people of Israel. You cannot be a casual follower of God. You cannot be a nominal Israelite. You have to be a committed follower of the Lord. And the people in verse 21 say to Joshua, no, no, that's not so. We will serve the Lord. We commit ourselves. We dedicate ourselves. So Joshua says to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you've chosen for yourselves the Lord to serve him. And they say, we are witnesses. He's calling them to account for what they're committing to this day. And he says, now put away the foreign gods in your midst. Incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And then he talks to them about the covenant and renews a covenant. This is the covenant made with Moses at the time of the giving of the law. It's renewed here with the people at Shechem. Joshua writes down these words that were spoken and he takes a large stone as a witness and sets it up so that they remember that they testified to these things. So the people of Israel commit themselves to the Lord and to serving him. As believers in Christ, we cannot be casual followers either. We need to be wholly committed to serving and following after the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.